Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth, of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. Okay. Notice he starts off by saying that there is a hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Right? Amen. Yes. Okay. Then he goes on to say in verse 16, which is come unto you as it is in all the world. In other words, the word of God concerning this hope. Okay? The word of God concerning this hope that is laid up for you in heaven is coming to you through the word of God. Right? Yes. Okay. Amen. Now, jump to verse 15, 15 and 16. Anyone can read. In chapter 1. Yes, yes. Amen. 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 He is he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creatures. In him everything in heaven and earth was created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominations, principalities or powers, all were created through him and for him. Okay. Now we are looking here and we're seeing that. He's telling us that the hope that was reserved for us in heaven, re remember the hope reserved for us in heaven is who? Christ Jesus. Thank you very much. I want us to remember that. Okay. All right. Okay. Let, 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 me, let us hold on to this scripture for a second. Let's quickly turn to the book of Acts and take a look at something. Okay. Acts chapter three. Okay. Amen. Yes, amen. Amen. Acts chapter 3, verse 20 to 20 and 21. Why don't we take it um, from verse 19 to 21? Give us a little context. This is the Apostle Peter speaking to the crowd. Okay? So anyone please read verse 
um, 19 to 21. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 to 21. It's the same thing you just saw in Colossians, but this time it's Peter speaking, not Paul. I'll read it. Go on. Re repeat ye the, repent, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Amen. So we see that when the apostle Paul told us in, we go back to Colossians chapter one, right? And verse five. Amen. 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 It says, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So now you see why mom was correct when you said that the hope that was laid up for us in heaven was Christ Jesus. And Apostle Peter just agreed with you. You saw that, right? Amen. Now, what Colossians is going to, Paul is trying to tell us is that there is a place called heaven where Jesus is and from there he emanates into you everything he wants of you. So that the things you try to do by yourself are of futility mm. if they are not inspired from the head, because you're going to read that as we go along. So I just wanted to give us some context, okay? Can, okay. Um, yes, go ahead, please. Back to Abeli's question. When you look at chapter 1, verse 16, um, that God tells us in the Bible here that he has, that God created all of everything that is in heaven and earth. Bad connection. Sorry, bad connection okay. after, after you said everything. Uh, she's, she's, she's got a bad connection. You might, have to, you might have to move from one corner where you are to another. Okay, can you hear me? Much yeah, better. loud and clear. Okay, that here in verse 16, he says, God created everything. He says, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principality or powers. All things were created by him and for him. So that, mm -hmm. would, include, that would include the angels. And in verse two, in chapter two, when Belly was asking about people worshiping angels, we see other places in scripture that we read earlier where an angel did something and somebody wanted to bow down and worship them. He said, no, 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 don't worship me. That, um, that there was a practice at that time and even still today where some people do worship angels, but these are creatures that were created no different than rabbits or dogs or people, you know, they're yeah. just other creations. Absolutely. Okay. 
All right. But it's not uncommon in the secular world for people to grab hold of one word that they might have seen in the Bible and try to make it holy and worship it. You see a lot of that. Of course. That's why Jesus said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. Amen. Yes. You know, some some people in um you know African traditional religion, which I see a lot of African Americans are beginning to embrace. They believe in worship of they believe the ancestors are are their angels. Um so when someone passes away, they believe oh they're going to be an angel now. And you find some of them always consulting those angels, almost like worshiping those angels. So I was wondering if, you know, if it was a similar practice. <laughs> Whenever I'm reading the Bible, and I see something that makes, like, like, like sounds familiar to the mind. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Biblically, sorry to interrupt you. Your, your question is pretty clear, pretty simple, and the answer is yes. The ancestors who have gone before yeah. can help us if they are Christians. Ah, thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, okay. let us look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Yeah. Okay, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. It's the New Testament, the book of Hebrews. Mm. Right after first, after Titus, first, second Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews. Okay, what chapter? Okay. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Okay, okay. I turned right to it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're not going to read the whole chapter, but you can look and you can tell that starting from verse 1, he talks about all the holy people who died in faith. You can see all those names, right? Mm -hmm. look, look, you understand, right? From, from the first verse, he talks about God himself having faith. Then he talks about Abel still speaking after he died. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Look at verse 4. Yes. Do you see verse 4? Everybody mm -hmm. Yeah. By faith, Abel offered God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying his gifts, and by it he being dead, what? Yet speaketh. Yet speaketh. He being dead yet speaketh okay mm. all right so that now is the basis upon which everything in verse 11 is going to come in chapter 11 is going to continue he's going to mention everybody's name by faith abraham you notice that by faith noah by faith moses by faith this mm -hmm. by faith that it goes on right right all the way okay it continues to verse 37 Anybody can read. Liz, can you read from verse 37 to the end for us? Then mom will read chapter 12, verse 1. From 37? Yes. They were stoned, sodden to, put to death at sword's point. They weren't about garbed in skins of sheep or goats, needy, afflicted, tormented. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered about in deserts and mountains. They dwelt in caves and in holes in the earth. Yet despite the fact that all of these were approved because of their faith, they did not obtain what they had been promised, 
God had made a better plan, a plan which included us. Without us, they were not, they were not to be made perfect. So all these great people who went through all these things for the sake of God, Paul said, you know what? They didn't even obtain the promise because God said that without Liz, they should not be made perfect. Mm. Now read chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Who are the witnesses then who are all around us? All the saints. All the people you just read in chapter 11. Yes. They're, they're with you right now. You think wow. they're just... Now, when, when, you go to, when you go to a race and you're in the stands, do you go there just to observe or do you go there to cheer up your team? To cheer my team. Exactly. <laughs> you're going, go, Billy, you can do it. Don't worry about it. Come on, get up, get up. You can do it. So there are motivating spirits around us. Okay? Right. These are the children of God who have gone. Many of them were not, the, the, the things they never overcame while they were here. Now it's easy for them, but God has said, no, somebody's got to be in the flesh to do it. So now they can't do it. They've got to encourage you. They've got to support you. They've got to help you. Sometimes they'll show up when you have a flat at two o'clock in the morning. There's nobody to help you. Somebody will pull up in a car and say, let me help you. And you'll be like, Oh man, so nice gentleman. Stop. It's one of them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll get an eviction notice. Okay? You get an eviction notice and you've got to get out in 30 days or something. And out of nowhere, somebody's going to come and say, you know, look, there's a, you're sitting in the train and talking with a total stranger. And he says, you know, they're hiring over at ABC company. That's them. They're not going <laughs> to tell you. They're not going to tell you, oh, you remember me? I was John Doe, you know, who you helped, who died seven years ago. They won't tell you that. Yeah. That's why the Bible says you should make sure you entertain strangers. For many have entertained angels unawares. Unaware. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Remember when Jesus was about to be crucified, the Bible says he took three of his apostles with him to a mountain. Because he says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter should be established. So he took three witnesses. And when he got there, the Bible says Elijah and Moses came to talk to him. Do you all remember? Yes. Yeah. Do you think they came to tell him something he didn't know? No, they came to ask him a question. What is this we hear that you're going to die? This doesn't make any sense to us. Do you understand? Because all the, all the great heroes who had died before believed that Jesus was going to come and establish a kingdom on earth forever. His death was hidden to them. They didn't understand it. And so just the way you and I are part of, we're, we're, we're being guided or are being guided by Jesus, those people who have died and are in heaven 
are also being guided by him. You remember before he died, he said, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must go to yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Now, Paul is saying, these people, you shouldn't worship them. Don't let anybody. So those Christians who have come out of that sort of ancestor worship that me and you are talking about right now, mm. they're now Christians. They now know that those Christians who died are not, quote, dead. They figure, you know, Mike used to be a nice guy, really liked me. And now he's dead. You know, I'm going to pray to him because I know he will never turn me down. <laughs> okay. All right. In fact, in the, the Corinthian church, when somebody died and, you know, they didn't know about baptism, the Corinthian church would take somebody and say, well, you know what? This person wasn't baptized before they died. So we're going to baptize you for them. And Paul had to write against that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Why? so the, uh, so, the yeah, so this, is, this is interesting because um, two things. First, uh, it's, a good, it's good you made that point in the end about not worshiping them because I've always, uh, there's another part of the Bible where, you know, God spoke against consulting the dead. Yes, and of we've always thought it was a sin to do that, to consult the dead. And it's yeah. a very big, big part of my culture. Yeah. And um, uh, the second thing is the Catholic Church, they do something yeah. similar where, you know, someone who's lived, who they feel has lived, you know, in grace. And when the, the person dies, there are signs they look out for. And they need those signs like manifest for, for years or maybe decades. They go and canonize the grave. They canonize this person as a saint. Correct. And then people begin to pray in the name of that saint. Correct. Especially where the saint comes from. Correct. So, and I've always thought, okay, um, since you're not meant to consult, consult the dead, or that that's also sinful. Um, so it's really knowing which, at what point is it, does it become a sin to do that? And at what point is it also, is it godly to do that? To, to consult where, where where is the line basically well there's nowhere that we've i've spoken today in which i said it was okay to consult anything mm -hmm. yeah you understand mm -hmm. i said that they appear to us anonymously yes they don't come and tell you i'm jim jordan from 10 years ago they don't mm -hmm. they understand they, so the, that, I'm just, I'm we're just saying that they do appear yeah, that I'm, those I'm, who have gone, according to the Bible, those who have gone before still mm. operate with us here as helpers. But are people allowed to call on to them? That's, that's no, no, but you just it's yourself good. just said it, that God said you shouldn't do that. Okay. And you yourself told us that some people wanted to offer something to an angel and the angel said don't do that if you want to do that do it to god mm, yes good so there's so the bible is clear it's not even a question anybody needs to yes. ask it's clear it's like like god is see that's the thing with the word the reason god has shut us in religion under the law yes. is because we do not have self-control 
Do you understand? He yeah. gives us an inch, we want to take a yard. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? Mm -hmm. the, the principles, the basic principles are sound. Do not consult the dead, period. That's what God said. Yeah. Why? Because if imagine Jim Jordan, who you knew died seven years ago, actually came and told you, I'm Jim Jordan, right? Yeah. I'm going to help you do this. Well, guess what? The devil will be like, you know, she's expecting Jim Jordan to show up, huh? Well, I need one of you to show up as Jim Jordan tomorrow. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, yes. so, so Jim Jordan will never come and tell you who he's, he, this is who he is. And apart from that, a lot of what he was in this world is no longer who he is now. He is now of a higher, on a higher plane. He now sees things very differently from how he did when he was a human being. Yes. Okay. Just well, like the I, bad, sorry, just like the bad dead person is not the same person you used to know. When yeah. when I was a, a small child and, and learning from church elders, we were always told that whenever you're in doubt about anything, always take it back to God. And you know, you use the example of being out somewhere and having a flat tire. Well, when you pray, you pray, Lord, you know, I'm in this place. It's dark. I'm, I'm frightened. I need you to help me now. Give me direction. Uh, send somebody or to calm me down or whatever. They, they've taught us that everything goes back to God and it is up to him how he comes to your rescue. Absolutely. Don't need all of this in between stuff. Absolutely. And I think it's because we've not seen God, we can't touch him, that people don't have confidence in just their own knowledge of the word of God. And if we go, if we go further, we'll, dis we'll discover exactly that. Okay? Because that's what Paul is trying to convince us. Because the book of Colossians is all about Paul trying to say, look, you are complete in Christ, that everything you need, uh, the same chapter two that we were at, why don't we take a look at verse six to, 11, six to 10? Amen. Amen. Dr. K, can you read this for us? Yeah, I think you're muted. <laughs> okay. Yes. As you as ye there as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Amen. Amen. So Amen. you see that he said, don't let anybody spoil you through what? Tradition. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody spoil you through what? Philosophy. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. And then he said, after the rudiments of this world. So you've been doing, worshiping Allah, Krishna, whomever, God, in a particular way. And now you came to Christ. If verse 6, it says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so continue. That's what he means by it. So walk ye in him. Is that not so? Amen. I have a question for us. He says, as ye have therefore, that means the way you receive Christ, continue that way. How did you receive Christ? Repentedly and open-mindedly. Yes. And seeking. But there's one word. Many people repent, but they don't have that word. Hey. There you go. Judas repented. Did he have faith? No. no. He would have killed himself because he had no faith. But did he repent? Yes. <laughs> Everybody's silent. Yeah, I was writing something. He, he did, yes. Exactly. Didn't he take the money back to the high priest when he saw that he had killed somebody? Yes. Didn't he go and hang himself? Yes. So repenting, yeah. is, not, repenting is not enough. You have to repent, yes, and then have faith. Okay? Faith in who? Jesus Christ. That's how you were saved. Now, did you earn anything by having faith in Jesus? In other words, when I say earn, did you work for anything by having faith in Jesus? No. no. There you go. So in verse 6, he says, the way you started with Jesus, continue that way. Then he starts showing you all the things people are doing, trying to earn. Mm. In verse 10, he says, no, don't do those things because you are complete in him who is the head over all principality and power. Okay? And later on, he explains to you that the principalities and powers are the ones who come trying to make you live by the law. Look at verse 15. Same chapter 2. What does it say? Anybody having, can... And having spoiled principalities and power, he made a shoe of them openly triumphing. Triumphing. <laughs> I can't say it. Over them. In it. Go ahead. So, he showed them up that they didn't have all their powers. I'm asking us, what do the principalities and powers have to do with the traditions and the laws and the holy days and the foods and the drinks? Those are all man-made. I understand that. But here the Bible says Jesus in verse 15, he destroyed the principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. But he's saying this within the context of you no longer having to keep these traditions. He, they enforce the traditions. Thank you very much. You see, but we didn't start at 14, so they didn't know the context. We didn't have to start at 14 because that's what we've been talking about. Yeah. 
Is everybody awake? Yes. Yes. The power of the devil is in the law. It still is today. The power of the wicked forces against our lives is in the laws. The more you and I try to keep the laws, the holy days, the Sabbath days, the whatever, the more subject we are to them. That's what Paul is saying. And people are walking up and down trying to force you to keep the Sabbath day, trying to force you to pay tithes, trying to force you to do this and to do that. And Paul is saying, no, that's, that's a distraction. It's alluring you. It's luring you into the camp of the wicked one. These well, people have no power over you anymore. You have no, there's no demand for you, from God to you anymore concerning these things because Jesus has paid the price and has destroyed the angels that were once responsible for enforcing those things. These angels are the principalities and powers. The I, devil is. I think another thing about these days is that, um, you know, you think about people who are alone and they look forward to all of these holy days as a time for getting together with family and friends. So when they're alone, then on those special days, then they're feeling sad. They're feeling... Um, I, I, don't, I don't want to change the flow because we have already addressed that a person who want, if I want to observe Christmas with my family, which I do, that's fine. No, that's not They're what I was talking about. The problem is where I'm thinking that something is wrong with me because I did not observe Christmas. Do you get it? Right. Get it. There's nothing wrong with Christmas Day comes, you bring all your family, you all eat, you all get together. God loves all that. I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying that. What I was saying was that when you think that you have to keep all of the days, if you don't keep it, then, then you can feel sad that you're not keeping it. And that's where, that's where um, they get you. Technically, yes. Technically, that's what yes. I was trying to say. Because because um, it can happen. I don't, know, I don't know if everybody understands what you're saying. Do you guys understand what Kay is saying? Yes. Saying, uh, yes. People, people yeah. start thinking of the past. And, and also, you know, when you have children, you, you don't teach them about Santa Claus. Well, they believe in him anyway because they talk about it at school and they have all of these traditions. But the tradition when you get old and get sad is because your family and friends are no longer able to come gather. Some have already gone. Uh, but that's just the thing in the heart. You know, we don't have to dwell on that. We can, we can rebuke that too. That's sure. what I'm saying, that, that, uh, that we have to, that that's why we, he's, he's saying these things because people, yes, there's some people that will judge you because you didn't keep it. But then also, if you have been keeping it, you're gonna, you may feel sad if you don't, that no day should have so much power over you that yeah. if your expectation for the day doesn't happen, that you're sad. We shouldn't give any day that kind of power over us, that, the, that every day belongs to God.
those, those days won't have that kind of power when you have networks of people that you can Bible study with. And, you know, what happens is when we get alone, we stay alone. And that gives the enemy a chance to come into our spirit. Exactly. That's I, exactly I hit the floor saying. this morning knowing I wanted to be bathed and dressed in time to worship with my friends. Yes. I, I'm looking forward to that. And can and, I say something? Yes. You see, the reason why I seem a bit insistent on kind of taking us deeper is because when you get in here, you will never feel alone. Amen. It, it just, Amen. They're just always, you're just certain. I mean, think about what you just learned. This, this, if, if we could just concentrate on this little place between verse 14 and 17. I just want us to think about this, this just these, these few verses. If we can just remember these four verses, our lives will never be the same because I'm trying to ask if you can see the apostle is connecting the power of the devil angels to our belief in special days. Mm. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. That if there is a special thing, something outside of not just faith in Jesus, but there's this day, this act I must perform. He's saying that there is behind that act a spirit that is not of God that will extract a consequence from you when you believe you did not fulfill it. I believe that. It's like that, consequence that consequence can be your health. It can be your business. It can be so many things. So to be free, you must know that verse 10 is the end of the story. What does it say? And you are complete in him, which is the principality of power. That means if I'm the boss and you owe my company $500 and Abele is my manager and she says you must pay, if I hear about it and say, no, you don't have to pay, guess what? You don't have to pay. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. The principalities and powers now answer to Jesus. Amen. So if Jesus decides that Yolinda doesn't owe him a dime, well, the only way Yolinda can know she doesn't owe him a dime is if Yolinda believes that's where faith comes in. Correct? Yes. Correct. Now you believe you don't owe him a dime. The principalities and powers know that you believe, so they never come to extract any payment from you. Abele, are you there? Yes. 
Liz, are you there? Yes. Jesus is the head of all principality and power. That's what you read in verse 10. Then it goes on and begins to talk about all the requirements of the law. Circumcision, paying your tithes, moon, holy day, Sabbath day, all kinds of things. And says, you don't have to worry about these things. Because Jesus is now the head of all the principalities and powers and has disarmed them. So let nobody come and judge you anymore. That's verse 18, right? right. Mm -hmm. Let no man deceive you. Let no man beguile you. You're free simply because you believed in Jesus. Now, he doesn't stop there. In chapter 3, he now decides to build on that. Let's take a look at that. In chapter 3, he now says, okay, I have shown you that you no longer are beholding to any of these rules and regulations, nor to the angels, the principles and powers that enforce them. You're exempt. But now let me show you how you get the goodies that are reserved for you in heaven. So let's look at chapter 3. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'll read Amen. verse 1. Verse 1 says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek, that means look for, those things which are above, where Christ sitteth, on the right hand of God. Verse 2 says, set your affection on things above, not things on the earth. If you spend more time worrying about earthly things, where's your affection? In the world. Now, we are going to find out what earthly things mean. Because here, earthly things doesn't mean current affairs or your children's health or your business that's not what he's talking about here i'm going to show you what he means okay now jump to verse five mortify which means kill therefore your members members here means your um the aspects of your nature which mm -hmm. are upon the earth fornication uncleanliness inordinate affection evil concupiscence and covetous, covetousness, which is idolatry. Okay? For which things sake the wrath of God cometh unto who? The children of disobedience. Children of disobedience. Are you one of the children of disobedience? No. But are you saying that Christians don't participate in all these things you and I just read? Put that behind they do they haven't put that behind we still many of us still participate in these things okay but notice who he says punishment is coming on to because of these things did he say everybody or did he say the children of disobedience children of disobedience okay verse 7 says in the which you also walked in the past when you lived in them notice the difference between us and the chain of disobedience we find ourselves in these things but do we stay there no we feel bad no. right we feel bad we feel like 
oh man, I, 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 I failed myself. I failed my God, right? Yes. But the children of disobedience don't even know they've done anything wrong. They live there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Verse 8 says, But now you also put off, put, put off all these. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Let no one... Sorry, lie, <laughs> lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. Do you see what he means by earthly things? Yes. Verse 10 yes. says, and you have put on the new man, which is renewed in what? Knowledge. So you get to become new by knowing. That's what you're doing this morning. After the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian nor Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all in all of us. Verse 12. Now we want to look at the heavenly things. Remember we started off where he said, keep your mind on things above? Yes. Now let's Mm -hmm. see the things above. Verse 12 says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Now, you just saw in verse 1 from this chapter where he made a distinction between putting your mind on earthly things versus putting your mind on heavenly things, correct? Yes. And then here he described the heavenly things and he described the earthly things. Would you ever have thought, if you hadn't read the whole thing, that earthly things are things like unforgiveness, bitterness, etc.? And heavenly things are things like forgiveness, love, etc. Oh, I think, you know, in Corinthians, yeah. they told us the same thing. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, Liz, you were going to say something. Sorry, Kay. I think the same thing that Jesus told us. And in the Corinthians, they told us that um, all those things are the things that the gifts yes. of, that we give ourselves from the faith. Thank you. The gifts of the spirit, right? Yes, and, and I think, you know, um I think it just is telling us that you'll feel a lot better when you do the good things rather than the negative things. No, 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 no. It's not saying that. No, well, it's I think not saying because, that. Because it's saying, you know, set set aside anger and set aside those things and notice, when you notice the difference now. Notice the difference. He didn't use the word do. That's what no, we he talk he's against. He right. said, keep your affection on things above. Let's look at it again. Remember, everything that he spoke against in chapter 2 was the doing. Right? right. But I think, when you're, I think when you're talking about feeling, like if you... Affect, affection. This, 
affection, but see, if you, to me, if, because I'm a dog trainer, like if you tell your, if, if you tell your dog, don't turn your eyes that way, well, the dog can't go over there if you can't turn his eyes that way. And I think yes. when we keep our feelings in the positive, um, we can't do those bad things. You know, we can't do those things anymore because if we keep our eyes on the love, Yes. It's very hard to love somebody and punch them in the nose or exactly. Know, exactly. Pow, that is exactly what my point was. We keep our affection on the things above. And these things come from who? They come from Christ. Because remember when we started, um Mom Logan said that the gift in heaven is Christ Jesus. Right? Yes. Amen. And and the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That means, as you're looking unto Jesus, these beautiful natures begin to enter into you. You see that? It's true. So as you, like yeah. this morning, you and I got up, we opened our Bibles, we came together, we, begin to, we began to study the word, we began to dissect the scripture. Where has our mind been for the last hour? On the word of God. Yes. The Bible says the consequence of that is, as time goes on, you and I are going to become more like what God expects us to be unconsciously. Brother Mike, uh, chapter 3, verse 2, that first word for me, set, yes. is an action, an attitude, you know, where it says, set your affection on things above. Yes. This is something that you do and you it drives yes. you. Yes. It's like that song that goes, I have decided to follow Jesus. You remember True. that song? I, I know decided. I have decided. To follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I, I don't, I don't know if you, you. It's like once you've you're set, and every single one of us in this call is already set. You've made up your mind. You want to follow Jesus. You're set. Everything God, everything you want for yourself, everything you think you're supposed to be, you're going to become that. Don't, 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 don't judge yourself. Don't, don't be hard on yourself. Understand that God is working out His salvation through you. Amen. That's Amen. what that this whole Colossians we just read. That's what Paul is trying to say. He says, "Don't let anybody judge you. Don't let anybody spoil." You. How many times did he say that? But I think that several. I think several times, I think that in Colossians chapter three, he's continuing from chapter two. And as we go through chapter three, he develops it because first he talks about time, you know, where he's talking in chapter two, where he's talking about the days, the, yes, the, yes. the, the days, the weeks, religious, the religious deeds. Right. And then he goes into in chapter three, he's talking about our thoughts, where we have our mind. Because Excellent. in verse in Excellent. verse one, in verse one, the 
I mean, in chapter one, verse 21, he says, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind. Is that chapter one? Chapter one, Colossians okay. chapter one, verse 21 says, yes. and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So in chapter two, he's talking about, okay, these are the, this is about time. He starts bad connection. In chapter three, he's talking about our thoughts. What are we thinking about at the beginning? But then at the end of the second half of chapter three, he starts talking about our behavior and how we treat other people, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And basically, these are the consequences of our new nature. Yes. Yes. I, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I intentionally didn't go there because I, you could see that if you have received the new nature, husbands love your wives, wives submit yourself to your husbands. If you're not, if you're not, you cannot grow up today in this world as a young woman and submit to your husband. It's not possible. Everything you've been taught from school does not allow that. In fact, that very phrase, if that very phrase is considered abominable. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, our society and, and, and yeah, schools do it. And, and the people that care for our children during the week. Yeah, so, so, so you see where you are in Christ, how much danger you are surrounded by in this world today. I mean, think it for yourself. Of the world. It's the rudiments and philosophy of the world, right back in chapter 2, verse 8. Yes. So, so once you remember, the Bible teaches us that at the end of time, Jesus said that a man's enemies shall be they of his own household. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Imagine how somebody will list view you. Let Sister Liz. Imagine you go to your friend today. I don't mean a friend that you just met. An old friend who you know believes that she and her husband are equal, and you come and say to her, "Um, actually, I don't believe that." You see, God says you should submit yourself to your husband. I just want you for a second, think about how weird you're going to look to her. Think about that. Use that as an example, people, to understand how different you are to the people around you and why you need to be very careful with what you say to the people around you because you're just talking as a Christian. But the things you're saying are very alien and very threatening. That's true. Very threatening. Now that's why in chapter four, I mean, that just takes us right into chapter four, verse five. Yes. 
There and you then, go. Oh, beautiful, Kate. That was beautiful. Thank you. He says, walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Thank you. In another place, he told it. In another place, where he uses this phrase, redeeming the time, Mom, Mom Logan, can you yeah. tell me what he says after redeeming the time? He said, redeeming the time because. Oh, let your speech. No, no. There's another place where Paul uses this phrase, redeeming the time. I can't remember where it is. After he says, redeeming the time, there he says, redeeming the times because the days are. Numbered. Evil. Numbered. Evil. Why, why, why don't we look for it? Yeah. I I remember it, but I don't remember it. I put the wrong ending on it. Okay, that's that's fine. The reason I, I remember I brought it up is because Dr. K just mentioned it and it's like this is what I was just trying to say. Okay. Ephesians, chapter five, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. Yes, yes. Ephesians is the book, be two books before Colossians. Isabella is still here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so quiet. Like you, were, you were slain under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm just listening. That works. <laughs> okay, mom. Mom, can you read that for us? I don't have it yet. I got this new Bible. Okay. I'm coming it, it, to it. There's two books before. Well, you know where okay, it is. Okay, I got Ephesians. Okay, what? Chapter what, five, what, five, verse 16. Okay, one more page. I feel like going through this book and wrinkling all the pages so I can get to them quickly. I guess we can do 15, verse 15 and 16. Okay. Ephesians 5, verse 15. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Thank you. You see, I when we read it in Colossians, he only said redeeming the time. Huh? He, he did. He, he didn't goes further and tells you why. But in both places, he warns you about the community around you. Your ideology, your faith is anathema to them. Even with me and you, there are things about God's word that you and I are still struggling with. Talk less of people who are outside. And over time, the Holy Spirit will transform your mind and my mind and will become more like Jesus because we're going from one nature to a totally new nature. And what your friends and family out there have is the old nature. And you have to make a choice. Do you want the things that are above or the things that are beneath? I definitely want the things that are above because all that, that is beneath gives me is nothing but stress and heartache. Okay. 
Well, I'm going to here. It's amazing how it me. says the similar things in these books. They just keep teaching, keep teaching, keep teaching. Yes. yes. Like in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, it tells us how, how we can protect ourselves. He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Yes. And back in Ephesians, where you just took us to, after he tells us to walk circumspectly, he yes. says the same thing. Yep. Now, let, me, and let me get back to it. My look, you see it, Mom, there. Yeah, verse 19 of chapter 5, speak, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Yes. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So it's yep. that music that's playing, in other words, that track that's playing in your head has the, has the word of God in it. That is the music that will drown out the music of the world. Yes. Now you know why I never learned allowed all of the jungle bump music in the house. <laughs> I, I, I think Brother Mike was surprised that we weren't allowed to listen to secular radio at all. <laughs> or secular TV. That, you know. And you noticed even when you took piano lessons, the, the music that you learned was classical. Yes, no lyrics. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay, don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay, keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go over these videos so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay, and continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay, so I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thank you so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said. If you want to continue listening to us, order, you can always go. Okay, to our website. You can see the online menu channels. That you can get us through, like I mentioned, um, Apple's iTunes. I met Apple iTunes. I mentioned um, Spotify and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio. Okay, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons. Hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you want these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you. Hit that like button. Okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. 